Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. On to the divisional round. The Bills and Bengals Sunday at 3. Pre-game, you know. A hockey game or two notwithstanding is well underway here on WGR, officially, though, uh, 10 o'clock Sunday morning. Mike Shope and the Bulldog, one of the highlights of our week, the appearance of Ross Tucker on the West Her Hotline. Ross was excited when we spoke last Thursday about going skiing and then all the eating and drinking and then the football and the sun was out, 34-31. I got I to gotta hope your weekend lived up to your uh, expectations. It was amazing, and I, I got another epic weekend coming up we can get into, but, <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Um, I got to tell you guys a funny story. So Saturday, I'm walking through, like I'm walking to have lunch after I ski for like three hours. I'm meeting Seth Payne, who played yes. 10 years in the NFL, mm-hmm. in uh, John Harvard's brew house there on the mountain in Holiday Valley, and some older gentleman with a Wyoming 17 jersey, is like walking towards me, and this is how clueless I am. I initially think, wow, that's surprising to see a Wyoming fan here in Western <laughs> New York. <laughs> it took me a second to register that it was for Josh Allen. So anyway, I walk by the guy, and I take two steps past him, and, he, and, he, and I hear this, Ross Tucker? And I turn around, I go, hey, man, yep, how are you? hope you're good. And he said, my son told me you were going to be here. I said, oh, really? Who's your son? He's like, my son lives in Colorado. He was listening to WGR on Thursday, heard you were going to be here, and told me to look for you. And I said, well, what does he look like? And my son said, well, he's just big. You'll know it when you see him. <laughs> and so so you guys have people listening in Colorado. You got young guys listening in Colorado relaying to their dads to look for me on the mountain, which is awesome. And then um, – I met up with some of my Ross Tucker football podcast listeners, including Stephen Soroka and his wife and his brother, and uh, it was and 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 Anne, it was awesome. Um, Bar Bill Tavern and Brew Works. Uh, we had we had quite the time. I, you know, I was not I was not a big Bar Bill guy when I played up there. Delicious. Not not trying to give them any plugs, but the Cajun Honey Barbecue, the Honey Barbecue. I mean. It's been a while since I had that many wings. It was uh, it was as advertised. Oh, and I was never a huge beef on wet guy when I was up there. <laughs> Maybe it's just because I had had plenty of beers by the time I got the beef on wet, but that was delicious. Look at you, Ross. Yes, you got to get, get the horseradish just right. Like you got to have enough to get a little burn, but not too much that it overwhelms the rest of the sandwich. So That's I didn't. I didn't go. I didn't do any horseradish, and, and the uh, the folks were mad at me. They they were yeah. like, "No, you guys." I'm like, "Nope." But they had they had au jus, 
right. I think I au think jus should be mandatory for every meal in life. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. There should be like a little juice cup that you can just dip whatever you want in there. You know, like what? What if you're out of syrup? Just dip it in some French toast in the jus. Jus should be mandatory. Jus should be mandatory. Make from French toast to a French dip, just like that. Just mix in some jus. You you get used to. Here's my experience. Like you get used to the Wyoming jerseys. Now you got to be on the lookout for Fireball Eagles. Because that's not as obvious. And you see the Allen's High School sweatshirt. You see that around town. And you're coming back, as you said. So, um, anyway, there's a little bit of a tip. How about, how about this? How about this? So, Saturday. So, first of all, tomorrow night I'm going to my buddy's 50th birthday party. So, I'm going to tear it up. I'm going to dominate the dance floor. Like, if you're listening right now and you go to a 50th birthday party and there's a DJ or any type of birthday party, you need to dance. Like, I dance like it's my job. And I don't know if I'm good or not, but in my head, I think I'm awesome. And what do I care about what these other people think? We're all old. We're all married. Who gives a crap? Just dance and have fun. So that's Friday night. Saturday, I'll be in the booth for Giant Eagles. And then I'm going to drive, like, halfway to Buffalo. I haven't decided if I'm going to stop, like, in Binghamton yet. Or maybe Williamsport, Pennsylvania. I got a lot of a lot of choices for mm-hmm. my route. I'll probably sleep like four or five hours, wake up, drive the rest of the way to Buffalo. I'm on sideline Sunday for Westwood One, which is just going to be epic. I mean that environment. I cannot wait to be. I haven't been on sideline up there in forever. Going to be incredible. And uh, yeah, I got I got another football weekend. I love it. Very good. Well, so how how about like Bills, Dolphins? I'm trying to remember our conversation last Thursday. You thought the, the, they wouldn't cover, and it turned out you you were right. I don't remember if you thought it would be as high scoring as it ended up being, but you definitely had the the tightness of the game uh, down. Um, what did you think of the performance overall? And looking forward to this week, like what kind of form do you think both of these teams are in? Well, so I I, I had taken the Dolphins on my even money betting podcast. Getting the ten and a half because if you remember, I thought there was a chance to up. I thought there was a big chance it would be Teddy Bridgewater. I would not have done that if I knew it was Skylar Thompson. But um, I thought he played pretty well. I mean, Jalen Waddle and those guys let him down. How many drops yeah. did they have? I mean, Thompson actually did a lot of positive things. You know, it's funny because on the one hand we did see the turnover bug with Josh again. And that's probably why I don't envision the Bills winning the Super Bowl. And I'm not trying to get everybody mad at me like they already were last week. They were mad at me last week because I took the Dolphins 10 and a half. I wasn't even saying the Dolphins were going to win the game. I just mm-hmm. took the Dolphins 10 and a half. But I, so turnovers are not a predictive statistic, meaning it's very possible that Josh comes out and has no turnovers on Sunday. And certainly that would be amazing if that's the case. And that's one of the reasons why I do like the Bills to win the game. I don't envision that happening again to Josh, and I think the Bengals' offensive line's just taking on too much water right now. But the flip side is, in terms of the Bills actually winning the Super Bowl, they'd have to win three more games against really good teams. And I just think based on the season we've seen and the track record, one of those three – Josh is going to have a multiple turnover game, and I think they're going to lose. I mean, whether it's to the Bengals or the Chiefs or the Eagles or 49ers, Josh, if he has one of those multiple turnover games, 
against one of these really good teams, they're going to lose. I mean, they lost to the Vikings because of it. They lost to the Jets because of it. And these teams are going to play these next three games are all way better than those teams. At least they have been able to keep up defensively with takeaways in these recent games. Each team has had at least two takeaways in the Bills' last three games. Not a huge sample, but Ross's point, of course, holds up. So um, this offensive line thing with the Bengals, we're talking about it more and more. Partly the injuries that we know about. I mean, not everybody here is going to be an expert on those guys or their depth especially. But also, Ross, the pass pressure numbers, the rate from the Bills – pre-Von Miller's injury on Thanksgiving and post are stark. Like they went from a team that never needed to blitz, really, to a team that can't, I don't don't want to say can't, isn't getting much pressure without, you know, tricking it up a little bit. What do you see there? What do you know about this particular matchup? You've already brought up the Bengals' injuries up front. You think that that's going to be a problem for them? So there's a lot here, right? First of all, I would say I am disappointed in the Bills' defensive line after Von Miller went down. You know, between Boogie Basham and Epinesa and certainly Rousseau and to a lesser extent Ed Oliver and Shaq Lawson, I, I guess I just was expecting a little bit more, right? Like, I, I you know, mm-hmm. the Dolphins moved – Dolphins had a guy playing left guard off the practice squad. They moved their right guard out to right tackle. I, I think that's going to hurt the Bills a lot as well. Without having Vaughn, they they just they don't have a dominant pass rush. And it's hard to win. I mean, look at the other teams, right? Like, look at the Eagles. They have 70 sacks, four guys with double-digit sacks. Look at the Niners. I mean, even the Chiefs, right, with Chris Jones at, I think, 15 and a half sacks. It's just a shame that Vaughn got hurt. And I'm disappointed that these young guys up front for the Bills have not progressed as much as they needed them to. Right? Like these guys, Boogie and, and Rousseau and Epinesa, it's like their second and third years. Mm-hmm. They should have taken a bigger step this year than they have. And I think that's a fair critique. I will give Leslie Frazier a bunch of credit. I really like what he's done with blitzing Milano and to a lesser extent, Tremaine Edmonds. I mean, Milano has the highest pressure rate in the NFL, meaning when they send him, he gets pressure on a higher percentage of his rushes than any other player in the league. And they're probably going to have to do that a bunch against the Bengals. Now, listen, the, the goal would be to not have to do that. The goal with the Bengals not having their left tackle or their right tackle or their right guard would be that the D-line can get there and you don't have to bring Milano. So we'll see early in the game whether or not they can. On the one hand, the Bengals' offensive line is taking a big step back because these guys are a significant downgrade from the guys in front of them. On the other hand, these guys like Jackson Carmen at left tackle, Adenogy at right tackle, these are the guys that were starting last year in the playoffs. I mean, remember they were terrible, but these are the guys <laughs> that Joe Burrow got to the Super Bowl last year. And then the offseason, they're like, yeah, we can't have those guys again. we got to get some new guys in here. So they did. But then those guys are hurt. So I only say that to say it's not like these guys have never played before. They played, and they've actually played in big games. They're just not that good, which is why, you know, the Bills need to take advantage of it. If they can't, then I expect them to come with some of these blitzes. I really like I pointed this out during the broadcast. really like the delayed blitz that they came with Edmonds. Because as an old lineman, you know, you have a responsibility, right? Let's say it's four down linemen and one or two linebackers that you're responsible if they come. 
Well, if you're like the uncovered O-lineman, you're the guard, and there's nobody over you, you look at that linebacker right away. And if he doesn't come right away, then you go help one of the other guys, right? You go help and double-team one of the other guys. So if he just delays for half a beat and then comes, you can really have success with that. Now, I would think the Bengals would be prepared for that and have a plan for these backups being out there um, to try to mitigate that as much as possible. But that, that is as big of a key in this game as anything else we're going to talk about. Yeah, I've been really focused on it since since Sunday, watching the Bills not really generate as much with just the four uh, against Miami with them all beat up, and then watching the Ravens kind of really stymie the Bengals without blitzing. The blitzing is, I think, really something important to watch for early in this game. Um, you know Burrow has killed teams blitzing. It's so funny. Bulldog, I was just totally rude jumping on you because that's what I was going to say. You, exactly what you just said. Burrow is so smart. He's so good that when you blitz him, he's really good at getting it out quickly. And on some level, they probably almost want you to blitz because they don't have a lot of confidence in their O-line against straight rush. But when you blitz, you know, it triggers a, a sight adjustment by the receiver to break off their route, and it triggers, it forces Burrow to get rid of the ball quickly. Because he actually has a tendency, if you don't blitz, to hold on to it and take sacks. I can't believe they made the Super Bowl last year with how many sacks he took during the AFC playoffs. Ross, is Burrow on the highest tier for you among quarterbacks? Um, well, I guess it depends on how high the tier is. But, yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he probably – is um, feels like he's a top five guy off the top of my head. I mean, right now it's like I'm sure I'm going to miss somebody and people are going to get mad, but <laughs> Mahomes, Josh Allen, the way he played this year, Jalen Hurts. I don't, I don't think Rodgers and Brady were in that category this year. But, yeah, I think Joe Burrow is a top five quarterback, top tier. Yeah, sure. Holy cow, Brady the other night, Ross. I mean, just – painful to watch unless you can't stand him i would say painful to watch in which case it was fun but uh boy just i don't know if i've ever seen a quarterback look like he's trying so hard to avoid getting hit um well that's a fact he does not want to get hit and i don't blame him he's 45 years old um i mean i didn't i don't want to fall down when i was skiing on, hey. on Saturday morning, either. Um, it's just not the same when you get older. You guys know that. Yeah. Um, well, so two things. One is, I never like campaign for coaches to be fired, but Byron Leftwich deserved to be fired. I mean, Byron Leftwich should have been fired. They, their offense was a travesty. I mean, it was a couple weeks in a row that Greg Cosell talked about it on my Ross Tucker football podcast that just not very imaginative, not, not very creative, you know, and, and was not impressed by the route combinations. They never did anything the whole year unless and until they were in no huddle when, you know, Brady was able to just do it himself. They should have just gone no huddle at the start of every game. They should have fired Byron Levich early and just gone no huddle with Brady every game because they would have scored more points and would have been better as a result. Um, but then also watching Brady, he also just missed throws he's never missed before. And I think I probably told you guys this before. 
listen, I was in Buffalo when he used to beat our brains in. I know how people feel about that. But then I was in New England for 05 and parts of 06 until I got traded. The guy's just the man. I mean, he's awesome. You'll never find a teammate to say a single bad word about him. And I don't think any of us ever wanted to watch him have a year like this where they have a losing record. He's not a top 10 quarterback. It stinks. I I wish he would have retired last year and stayed retired. But I think he – this is my personal opinion. I think he's going to play next year. I think he's probably going to play for the Raiders. I think two things. One is I think he's probably a little bit scared of what his life is like when he's not playing football, Mm -hmm. sort of the the unknown of that. I would also say this, and I bet you people have told him this. You can never replicate that ever again your entire life, right? Like, I do a lot of fun things. I love broadcasting. I host a beer pong tournament every year. I like skiing. I like dancing. Like, I do things I think are on the high end of fun and, like, feeling like you're living your life and enjoying yourself. It's one of the things I think is really cool and special about being an NFL player. Like Jeff Bezos, right, or any of these really rich guys, they can't replicate what it's like to be in that tunnel in Orchard Park. And they're about to announce you as part of the starting lineup. And all the other Bills players are lined up. And Bills Mafia is going crazy. And you're playing the Steelers that day. And if you win, you make the playoffs. And you run out of that tunnel, guys, like even just talking to you about it right now, my eyes fill up. You will never feel more alive in your entire life. And I wish so deeply, I honestly believe this, I wish everybody listening right now, once in their life, could feel that. It's, it's the excitement. It's the nerves. It's the butterflies. It's just the visual of running out of the tunnel, and it's like the whole stadium explodes, and you see all these different colors and lights. And then there's also, like, the stress of, oh, my gosh, I'm going against Casey Hampton or Joey Porter, and, like, I kind of don't want to get embarrassed or killed on national TV. I don't want to get hurt. It's like, it's this whole... Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Um, kaleidoscope of emotions that you cannot get anywhere else in your life. And I think Brady realizes that. And I honestly think, guys, I mean, he wants to play well. He wants to win. I think he just wants to keep playing. Like, I think if he knows he goes to the Raiders next year, they're not winning the Super Bowl. I mean, they don't, I mean, I guess they'd have some chance, but probably not. I think if you told Brady before the year, Brady, you're going to be 500 and you're going to have an average season, I, I'm honestly at the point now where I think he would still do it. I, I just think he likes playing that much. Wow. Well, um, I'll, I'll sort of defer to you on that. Maybe we will see that, of course. You, you might have every reason to expect it, not the team necessarily, but that's been rumored as well. Ross, uh, so you've got the Eagles game and and the Bills game. How about Jacksonville's chances? Maybe we'll close on this. Of course, Bills fans are going to be hoping on Saturday that they get the upset there, could even still play at home if they do in the championship game. How about Jacksonville in that spot? That's the only one I can't see. Like, I can make an argument for the Giants. I don't think they're going to beat the Eagles, but I can make an argument. I can make an argument for the Bengals. Uh, and certainly, I think the Cowboys-Niners game is almost a toss-up. I have a really, really tough time seeing the Jaguars winning that game. I mean, the last time we saw the Chiefs, I called that game against the Raiders. They destroyed them. Um, you know, they're getting healthier at the right time. They're playing at home. I was actually surprised that the Jags came back against the Chargers. I kind of thought the Jags had won their Super Bowl for this year by beating the Titans. Kudos to the Jags for that comeback. That would be by far in my mind, even though last time I checked, they were eight-and-a-half-point favorites. The Chiefs were and the Eagles were Mm seven-and-a-half. That surprises me because I feel like there's a bigger gulf between the chances that the Jags beat the Chiefs and a Giants team that this will be the third time they've played the Eagles in like the last six weeks. And there's just a little something different about divisional opponents, which is also why I don't get too caught up in the Dolphins game. Because it's just, look, the Seahawks had the lead on the Niners at halftime. There's just something a little bit different about playing your divisional rival in the playoffs for a third time. Yeah, you saw that with Ravens-Bengals too. So same Great same deal. Point. Great point. Very good, Ross. Well, um, I don't really think I have to wish you well coming back because you always have so much fun here, and I love how you talk about that and and promote Buffalo like you do. So um, yeah, should be a great weekend for you. Well, uh, it's probably. I mean, it's going to be more football, which is great. It's not going to be quite as fun because I'm going to be pulling into wherever hotel yeah. I am at like three or four a.m. So yes. there won't be there won't be any beers, there won't be any barbell tavern, there won't be any of that. But um, I will be on the sideline. So 
if you if you're going to the game and you see me walking around the sideline, make sure you say, Ross, what's up, man? You're my favorite. Should I wear my should I wear my Bills jersey on the sideline? Probably yeah. not professional, right? Probably yeah, not. Well. Which so sideline are you on? I'm so mad I didn't do that at the Bar Bill Tavern. How epic would that have been if I walked in to like a wing joint in East Aurora with my old Bills jersey and people? How many people would have been like, "What a weirdo! Who has a Tucker?" Like, not even realize it was me. Right, that it, would, epic. it would go like this. Wow, that's the ugliest Bills jersey. Who would wear? Wait a minute, that that's his jersey. <laughs> I know. I know. I, the most games I started, my favorite team I played for, and you guys had to have like the Montreal Alouette jerseys when I was there. <laughs> If you respect us, if you could possibly respect us more, we didn't like it at the time either. No, we did not. No. Uh, all right, Ross. Thank you for today. See you, dudes. Have an all absolutely right. uh, great weekend. I'll talk to you guys next week. Okay. That's our man Ross Tucker on the Western Hotline and his weekly appearances here on WGR brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at northwest.com. Lines are open for the first time today. You want to get in on Ryan Miller, who's being honored tonight, Bills Bengals. We've got time, 803-0550. It's not a ton of time, as in about half an hour, we'll wrap and make sure we're into the arena on time for the beginning of the ceremony. Mike Shope and the Bulldog, back after sports here on WGR. And it's taken away, and Ross stands on it off the board. Not out here it is to Briere. He took the shot. Great save by Miller. He took the puck right off of Breer's stick. Either Ryan Miller in the Sabres versus Daniel Breer in the Flyers, or that's a hell of a crowd for an intra-squad scrimmage. <laughs> yeah, that's the playoffs in 11 is what that is. I don't know. I was going to say, like, I'm not as sharp on that series as I'd like to be, but I don't know if I'd really like to be that much sharper on that series. It's mostly annoying. It's annoying yeah. because... It's a seventh game loss. That seventh game was so bad. It, it, they, they lost a series. I'll be short. They, they lost a series where the Flyers could not get a save. Like, right. you just can't lose those. And I had tickets to game six and didn't know it. Easter. Easter. Had tickets. One of the guys in my group, actually, he had tickets to the game but didn't know it, so he didn't use them, which means they went unused. That's what really – it wasn't like I didn't I – didn't, they weren't mine. Right, but you didn't they went on you back on going. You just you didn't know no. that you had tickets. Yeah. Sitting there. Yeah, yeah. So that series is annoying to me. Mike yeah. Richards, remember how much I couldn't stand oh. Mike Richards? Yep. Yeah. Anyway, it's a happy uh, occasion tonight. Yes it is. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I look, I don't re- I'm not going to pretend to like remember that save, although hearing Rick say he took it right off Briere's stick sort of gets me closer. Uh, but Zach told me it was from the 11 playoffs, so that's how I knew that. I'm not, I'm not one who just is going to hear that highlight and go, oh, yeah, that's that save. I, you know, Zach helped me. If you're in a Ryan Miller mood, give us a call. We've got a little time here before we move over for, to uh, the arena for the ceremony to honor him tonight. In the meantime, just talking to Ross Tucker, and he said the one upset he can't see is Jacksonville. I can see it. Paint a picture for us. <laughs> well, I don't know where I, I don't know how I want, I want to rank these things, but Jacksonville on offense has a good assortment of good players. Like they have nice weapons, and in, I'm thinking about this from building fantasy lineups. Uh, somewhat like it's hard to know yeah. who the guy is going to be, but. 
Like, take the game last week. Didn't he get touchdowns from Engram, Zay Jones, and Kirk in that game? Like they're and they have Marvin Jones and of course ETN. ETN kind of don't know who like no, n- none of those guys are like the top tier of the league. Like they don't have a Diggs on their team, right? Right. But they've got you know a group of guys that are pretty all like pretty comparable. So like who do you focus on? Because um, any one of them can do you know can hurt you. I, it, I guess it's it's who do you focus on? But it's also that Lawrence has been effective at using them all like there's a game here and a game there where one guy really dominates like engram had a game against the titans like that but still you do you do see variety from their offense and it it works also last week so part of the a couple of instincts will work against you in terms of jacksonville as a pick one is their jacksonville yes that's that is front and center they are you're talking about a game here between the Kansas City Chiefs, who have hosted the AFC Championship game four years in a row, and the team that finished last in the league last year, and it's the Jack, it's the Jaguars. I mean, <laughs> so eight, it's eight and a half. It's not fifteen. This line, thinking that Kansas City in every way should outclass them. It's not even Bills Dolphins. It's not even close. Jacksonville is getting respect. I like Lawrence, who has really done a good job this year as the season has played out. You know, in a tough environment, he's built for that. He's somebody who knows it. Like, I, I, I'm not worried about him really at all. Last week's game was weird. We were down 27 nothing, But turnovers, and that stuff is fluky. Ross even said that about Allen today. Like, yep. And he, and he could have easily gone away there, right? Like, like just, well, you know, wow. How do I come back from this? You know, like, I... I I mean, maybe that's not giving any competitive person enough credit, but I mean they were in really tough twenty-seven nothing on the road. I mean, holy crap! Or no, excuse me, that home, they weren't on yeah. the road; they were at home. My apologies. Um, they had a worse record, but still division winner. Um, you know, so I think I even said earlier this week, like you know, that cuts both ways. I, I give a guy, you know, what one of the you know the the the, the comeback from all the turnovers. There's like a chapter in the Jim Kelly Hall of Fame book uh, about that. That Cincinnati game, it comes up, you know, whenever we, you know, we talk about the Bills and the Bengals. Uh, sometimes we'll get to that Monday night game that went that way, and it, there's a lot of um, guys get a lot of credit if they perform at a very high level after being that low. I wouldn't want to assume that Mahomes struggles or anything in this game, uh, so I don't want to go that far. You probably have to get your points. Like I always say about the Bills and their games, they've become, to say the least, and this is years now, they've become the kind of team that to beat, you really have to score on them. You really have to suck out in turnovers or whatever, special teams, whatever it is, because they're almost always going to score mid to high 20s or more. And that's probably Kansas City here too. But who knows? Like they've had they've had stretches this year where they haven't just breezed, and that's really saying the least in terms of their second half. They ended on a good note. That game in Vegas, they sort of took over early and kind of cruised there against the Raiders. Yep. But a lot of their other games were tougher. So I think this Jacksonville team is on a much better level than some of those teams that gave them a hard time. Denver and Houston down the stretch, even the Rams a little bit. So add that all up, and I'll take eight and a half. All right, I like it. They have to win or else we don't care. 
Right. Yeah. Like the, the cover is, you know, going to be nice for gambling purposes, but like that, you know, <laughs> right. We're 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 in it to see them win it. That's it. Like, maybe, uh, that's, uh, that's the only thing that matters. Maybe that's the bet to make then. Money line. That's that's the bet to make then. All right. Let's put well, our let's put our soul into it. I by, did, by we I mean me. I'm going to do it. I I did earlier I, during the break before we talked to Ross. I I was fooling around on my on my FanDuel page, and I'm like, well, let's just see what if you pick all four underdogs on the money line, what that is, and it Ooh. was outrageous. <laughs> you know, it's just like, oh wow, okay, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I just backed. I mean, just delete all that. Uh, but I was, I was curious, you know. Um, you know, but you know, maybe maybe taking a flyer on a cu- you know two of them might be a bad idea, the or G- one even. The Chiefs get that bye week that we had longed for all year. Um, so I don't want to leave that out of the argument because, and plus it's Andy Reid who's famous for <laughs> success off buys, yeah, yeah, yeah. T- after time off. So that, that's um, that's what we're looking at Saturday afternoon. Jaguars Chiefs first game of four. Dallas San Francisco to close it after Bengals Bills. That could be really good tonight. The Sabers and the Islanders with the ceremony to honor Ryan Miller getting going in about 20 minutes. So we'll break here and talk a little bit more, then move it over there to the arena. Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. WGR. They chop at it again, and the Bruins come away two on one. Out to center comes Savar with Murray. Savar, the pass to Murray, back to Savar again. Booted in front. Oh, what a save by Miller. Oh, you want to roll a highlight film? Baby, start rolling right now. Paul Mara saying, how did I miss that one? I'll tell you how. How about Ryan Miller? That's how. A lot of nostalgia in the air and respect for Ryan Miller, appreciation for his great career with the Sabres. The ceremony is about to begin in about 15 minutes. They've been saying for days, the Sabres, get in your seats in time to see the beginning, and it's not until 7.30. There actually is a game uh, after. (laughs) It matters a little bit, too, the Sabres and the Islanders. Yeah, yeah, it's a a significant game in the standings. Um, You know, there's – they're in a race. Close the gap. The Islanders are one of the teams chasing, so, um, yeah. I they're mean, in a, a race. They're in the hunt, right? Like they're, Yeah, okay, They sure. need to win a few. Then, then uh, yeah, I know, yeah. I, you know, literally, yeah, yes, okay. yes. Yeah. But, I don't know. My enthusiasm for it has, has quelled uh, know, in the last couple of weeks. Losing five out of six will do that to you. Yeah. yeah. Like Chicago, yeah. really? So, yeah. Maybe tonight. You said you like them because all the emotion in the air. Yeah, they, this game. They've, they've, they, you know, this young group. I think they, they, they get jazzed about this stuff, um, and I, you know, I think that matters. So I, I wouldn't expect anything. Now, look, the Islanders are a team that's capable of taking the air out of a game. Oh. They can be a very frustrating team to play against. Go figure. Lou Lamarillo's their GM. I mean, this is this is, this is par for the course. Um, so, you know, this could be a tough opponent for that, but, I, you know, R.J. Knight, Eichel Knight, 
Um, you know, you get a packed building. Even I referenced when we talked to Kevin Adams, you know, a couple Saturdays ago against the Wild. That was no special night, but it turned into one of the most special nights I've had in the arena in 10 years. Um, because the the team was on it and the it was packed and it was there was a buzz, man. So I think the place will be buzzing with this, and you know hopefully they come through. Thinking about Miller, we talked about this at the very beginning today around three o'clock. Just how for you and me, we got teamed up, and then Ryan Miller, as it happens, showed up like a couple of months later. He was somebody that fans were talking about, maybe like Levi a little bit now, where. In, in the future, there's this kid. You could watch Miller play at Michigan State. Some did. And before too long, he really sort of took over and was tied right directly to the idea that the Sabres could actually win. Like in two, two years yeah. after the canceled season, like then it was just on, and Miller became you know their number one goalie in those years, as we know. And so close, 06, 07, so close. He wore all the different uniforms. The guy always... I mean, he cared a lot. That might be the thing that I sort of appreciate the most about him. He definitely was a guy to analyze his thoughts, and, you know, I think probably that was good. (laughs) Maybe sometimes. (laughs) It it got him in trouble sometimes, but he was, was, I think, thoughtful uh, in in how he presented himself, uh, what he had to say after games, um, but how much he cared sometimes got him – you know, got him in a in a tough spot with the fans because he'd be critical um, of them because he was you know kind of being honest and he was emotional because he cared so much. Um, so yeah, I mean he's one he's one of my very very favorite guys, um, you know, in the history of the team. Uh, so I'm I'm th- Owen's going to be there tonight with his autographed Ryan Miller Olympic jersey on. So many of his former teammates are going to be in the building and are there already. I've seen Derek Roy, Thomas Vanek, Paul Gostad, J.P. Dumont, and I'm sure others. Gostad and Dumont will both be on the radio broadcast on the intermissions, first and then second period, respectively, tonight. Brian Koziel tweets that, and we'll turn it over to Brian here in about 10 minutes. Gary Bettman is here for this occasion tonight. I see a tweet from Paul that Bettman said, with a new Bill Stadium, the NHL would be more than happy to bring the Winter Classic back. I don't know why you need a new stadium for that. No, have it at the have it have it at the one that started the whole thing. Is that where we're at with the Bill Stadium? Is that quite Winter Classic quality? Well, we'll have a new one in three years plus, and maybe uh, you'll see the Winter Classic come back. So we're signing off a little bit early. Make sure we don't miss anything downtown. If you missed anything on today's show, and we had a lot, Joe Ostrowski, uh, Kevin Adams, Sal Capaccio, Ross Tucker. WGR550.com. Bulldog also has an article up there today taking questions from fans. You can also check that out via the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Here are old shows and interviews and articles even that way. We'll be back tomorrow at 3 with uh, the roundtable and probably one or two other things. We'll probably want to get Paul's perspective on tonight downtown and not just Ryan Miller, but what happens in this game. Sabres and Islanders, 7.30 for the game. Just next is the ceremony to honor Ryan Miller. Hope you enjoy that. I'm sure we will. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here. Stay tuned. This is WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 